Entrepreneur on Fire 478. John Lee Dumas is here with your daily dose of inspiring entrepreneurs. Welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire and prepare to ignite. Did someone say 40,000 titles? Audiobooks.com has some of your favorite business titles and they're all delivered straight to your headphones. You can get your first book for free today. Go to audiobooks.com slash fire. LegalZoom wants to help you start your business right. Visit LegalZoom.com where you'll find award-winning services developed by some of the best legal minds in the country. And don't forget to enter fire in the referral box at checkout. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Steve Richardson. Steve, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely, yes. All right. Steve has been leading and managing people for over 30 years. Whether running a company, managing a turnaround, or building a business, his direct, honest, and fair approach to leadership has been the key to his success. Given our listeners just a little overview, Steve, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. All right. Well, thanks, John. You know, I've had an interesting journey. Um, I started out in my early 20s actually pastoring a small church in Paramount, California, and I did that for about four years and decided that I wanted to really do something a little more entrepreneurial. And so my father and brother and I started a Christian bookstore uh, in the late 70s, and we owned that for about six years. Uh, and it was successful, and we had a good time doing that. Got tired of retail and, and transitioned uh, to actually something very different, um, a roofing company um, that we did for a couple of years. And then my business and ministerial background seemed to merge together, and I spent over 12 years um, working with churches in crisis and helping them turn around their ministries. And I did that all the way through the 90s and then um, semi-retired from that. And for the last 14 years, I have been running a foundation that supports fundraising efforts for a local community college and still do some consulting to churches on the side. So it's been a, it's been a very eclectic journey, but it's been a lot of fun and it's allowed me to do a lot of entrepreneurial things. Wow. Well, Steve, you obviously have had a fascinating journey, which I'm really excited to delve into. But before we do, here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we love starting with a success quote. We really want to get that motivational ball rolling. And Steve, I know you can do it. So take it away. Okay. Well, you know, one of my favorite writers has always been C.S. Lewis. Yes. And he wrote a little book called The Screwtape Letters. And out of that book is a quote that has always stuck with me. And it is this. Courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at its testing point. And that particular quote ha has been so meaningful to me because much of what I did in walking into crisis situations was you were tested uh, on your virtues, uh, whether it was telling the truth in love or whether making the right decision. And at that moment, it always took courage. And so that quote has uh, been a great encouragement to me uh, throughout my business career. Well, Steve, as I just mentioned, your business career has really been incredible as far as successes, as far as aha moments and those light bulbs that you've had throughout that journey. And I want to talk about each of those individually. But before we do, we always start 
with a failure. We want to start with a time that you fell flat in your face because just like we learn from successes and we learn from light bulb moments, we also learn from mistakes and we learn from setbacks, failures, and obstacles. So Steve, take us down to the ground level. Really share with us a time that you failed and a time that you really had to overcome a massive obstacle and what lessons did you learn? Well, my failure, I, I put in three words and I simply call it the roofing company. <laughs> uh, probably the two most miserable years of my life was when uh, my dad and I decided to help out a family member and actually form a roofing company. Um, I didn't know anything about the business. And um, there were some family dynamics there that were hard to overcome. And really the only um, claim to fame in this monumental failure was not losing as much money as we could have. (laughs) (laughs) So Steve, again, we're all about the real story. So take us down to the ground level. Share with us one experience, one job, one day, one week that was just particularly trying. And what lessons did you learn from that? Well, well, there's a couple of general lessons, but I I can give you one day in particular. Let's hear it. That that was just unbelievable. It started out at about six o'clock in the morning. And I get a phone call from the site, which was down in San Clemente somewhere, And I had just been informed that one of my uh, roofers took a a big uh, cat that loads roofs and had backed into a ditch and knocked out the electricity for the entire construction site. (laughs) That was not good. And then within three hours, I I had to make a phone call to one of the general contractors who owed us money and... um, All they did was tell me it was in the mail or that we hadn't filled out a form right. And that was just one day of the roofing company. And so um, I learned a lot. Um, One of the the key things I learned was even even with people you know and love, uh, you have to do an objective evaluation to see whether the business model is valid or flawed. And, you know, we wanted we just didn't do that. And so uh, every day was a struggle, and I learned um, how angry one can get, (laughs) (laughs) which isn't necessarily a good thing. (laughs) So, Steve, you're absolutely right that as entrepreneurs, we're going to face these challenges, these obstacles, and these struggles throughout our journey. And the best that we can do is really try to learn from it. And a theme that I've often seen develop throughout Entrepreneur on Fire interviews involves family because you know we have this innate sense of loyalty of wanting to band together as a family and succeed how strong of a role did that play in your decision to start this roofing company we had family members that had some real particular expertise and obviously their expertise was in roofing and so we thought that we could help by bringing the business acumen to the forefront but you know, just that nice idea just wasn't enough to to make that successful. So, Steve, obviously there was a lot of challenges and obstacles over those two years. If you could just sum up for Fire Nation one clear lesson, one clear takeaway that we as entrepreneurs could really walk away with, what would that be? You cannot just take the word of close associates and family members as the gospel. You have to investigate that the facts are accurate. 
So Steve, let's go to the other end of the spectrum now, because just like as entrepreneurs, we do have those failures and those setbacks. We also have light bulbs and aha moments throughout our entrepreneurial journey. And those can be incredibly inspiring. And us as listeners can learn a tremendous amount from them. So share with us another story, but this time one of an aha moment of a light bulb that went off and specifically the steps that you took to turn that idea into success. The aha moment's really a lot more recent. Um, for years, my friends and, and circle of supporters um, had asked me to write a book on leadership. And uh, John, for 10 years, I struggled with writing a book on leadership. Yeah. Either I felt that it wasn't going to help or I didn't want to be redundant or I, the chapters weren't long enough. And one day, believe it or not, I was on my Kindle reading a novel. And, and I, I noticed that I said, you know, they don't even give you the page numbers anymore. It's just locations. And what is odd is that just turned on a whole new light for me. And I said to myself, Steve, you just have to say what you want to say. Don't care. Don't worry about how long a chapter is. And, you know, John, once I gave myself permission to do that, what I'd been struggling with for 10 years in writing a book on leadership went just like that. And I wrote the book in two and a half months. Wow. I know. I, it was the weirdest, craziest aha moment I've ever had. It was just a little mindset shift that you had, Steve. You know, for you, it was, you were so focused on page numbers and the length of the book and the word count. When finally that aha moment happened, you realized, you know what? It's just all about the content. It's just all about the message that I want to get across. And I know for myself, Steve, I had considered writing a podcasting book for months and months and months. And it wasn't going to be this really detailed work, but I had a lot of stuff I wanted to get out there. And one weekend, I kind of had a similar epiphany of, I just need to sit down and write the gosh darn thing. And yeah. literally 10 man hours later, I had a 50-page book, nothing shocking. This is 50 Word doc pages, so obviously a lot longer than the book format, but you know, about 30,000 words. Yeah. And I published that book in the, e in, in the Kindle I published that book in the Amazon Kindle store. And since that day, Steve, it's been the number one ranked book on podcasting in the Amazon store, driving an incredible amount of traffic to me, to my brands, all because I got over the same limiting belief that you were dealing with, that it had to be this epic work, this epic book of monumental proportions. And it doesn't always have to be. And so, Steve, really take this down for us now because I'm really interested in this topic, you know, having just written a very small book and now considering possibly going into more of your level of, you know, much more of a novel type format. Share with us what steps you took when you had that mindset shift specifically, like really walk us through the steps you took to write your book. Well, I'll tell you, it, once, once I had the aha moment, yeah, I, I said, okay, I, I took a pad out and I said, you know, I, I would really like to change somebody's habits about leadership. And so I said, okay, we all know, you know, it's been proven that it takes about 30 days to change a habit. Yeah. And so I said, okay, I took a pad and I started writing down 30 concepts that have kind of governed my business and leadership life. And it didn't take me very long, John, to write down 30 concepts and then Believe it or not, I took my iPad, I sat out in the patio, and I took each one of those concepts, and I just started writing. And before I knew it, you know, and I told myself 
after I had this aha moment, Steve, your chapters only need to be maybe a page to page and a half. And then the unique thing that came to my mind was to create an activity for each day to support what you just said. And that's what I did. And John, it just, like your, like your podcast book, once you sat down, it just started flowing for me. And so it took about two months. We, I wrote the book and then we spent about two months editing, uh, which was a new experience from me. And then we were able to submit to the publisher that I was using. Wow. So let's kind of talk about the process of after you submitted the book and it was out there for print. What are some actions that you took that really made the book a success? What marketing, what efforts did you take that you could share with Fire Nation that just really work? Well, you know, apart from selecting the right self-publisher for me, since I was doing a digital version and a soft cover right. version, and so that changed the parameters a little bit. I fortunately have a daughter who's a marketing professional. Perfect. And, and so she said to me, Dad, here's what we're going to do. We are going to create a grassroots marketing campaign for your book. And so that meant for me that I had to update my Facebook presence create a fan page, get a Twitter account, create a new blog. I now blog every other week, and I now have a YouTube channel. And so she helped me set all that up, and we've been doing that. We, you know, we set up some book signings. And then, you know, I, John, I still do consulting uh, in the area of leadership. And so the book actually helped even validate some of my consulting practice um, that I do. And so that's been our approach, and we've actually had a pretty positive response. The, the book's only been out since November, but the response has actually been quite good. Wow. I love hearing those stories. And if you could just say, of all the different platforms that you tried, which one did you see the most results from? You know, right now, it's Facebook. Facebook is just a powerful way, Steve, that people are connecting these days because as part of their daily routines, as in their newsfeed, they're interacting, they're sharing, and it's a great way to really get out there and connect one-on-one with your audience in a powerful way. So thanks for sharing that with us. And let's really kind of sum up your entire aha moment, Steve, because it's really important to take it down to the ground level for Fire Nation because of all those gems you share with us, what would be one that you would want us to walk away with? Don't let whatever you think your mindset is keep you from doing what you should do because I really had an odd mindset. Uh, I had a funny block and um, I just couldn't get past it for so long. And so I I think sometimes we block ourselves and, uh, and we need to look for ways to undo that. Steve, what is your proudest entrepreneurial moment? I I would say my proudest entrepreneurial moment goes back to um, there was a church uh, that I was working with that was in severe, severe crisis, uh, financially, uh, membership wise and, and staff wise. And, and, you know, I was able to, um, walk into that situation, go and have a, a real personal conversation with the bankers. And, um, I, I mean, they were bleeding money. And within uh, six months, I was able to stop the bleeding and actually help that organization financially get back in the black, which enabled us to then deal with the other issues that were really more core than the financial issues. Um, so, so that was probably one of my greatest 
uh, entrepreneurial moments was, was to really set the course for that church to um, have a life again and uh, get over their financial disaster. So Steve, you've been leading and managing people for over 30 years. So you've seen as much as anybody else the ups, the downs of an entrepreneur, the the highest of highs, the lowest of lows, this roller coaster journey that we as entrepreneurs are all on. Can you share with us, with Fire Nation, your philosophy of the entrepreneurial journey and the ways that you have found successful really kind of staying more even keel throughout this roller coaster? Wow. That is a great, great question. <laughs> um, I think I think it would start here. I actually believe that people are your best resource. And and so I always look to surround myself with people who can do things that I can't do. Yes. And then I always try to figure out how to build on their strengths to help them and me accomplish whatever our mutual vision is. And, and so that didn't matter whether it was a bookstore, whether it was a roofing company, whether it was a church, whether it's a foundation um, or even in the consulting trade. Uh, you have to ha- you have to rely. You can never do anything by yourself. You have to have people that support you and our resources. Steve, let's bring things to present times right now, because, I mean, you have a lot of great things going on. You're surrounding yourself with all the right people. You're learning new things, Twitter, Facebook, how to promote your book using those social media platforms. What is one thing that's just really exciting you today? Well, I think the most exciting thing to me is is to discover that people actually find value. <laughs> I know this sounds silly in in what I had to say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you, you know, sometimes as a leader, you just do what you do, and a lot of what you do, you do intuitively. And so, when you actually take the time to put a lot of that intuition to page. Uh, you're really not certain what type of value people will find. But but I've actually been surprised uh, that people <laughs> actually find it um, helpful and valuable. And and sometimes when something comes so naturally to you, you, you don't think in those contexts. So Steve, another word for what you're saying that you're experiencing that every single entrepreneur, every single human being has experienced since the beginning of time because it is purely innate is the imposter syndrome. And Seth Godin talks about this so eloquently. And I love when this comes up on Entrepreneur on Fire, because it's so helpful for the listeners here today to realize that I experienced the imposter syndrome. Steve Richardson experiences the imposter syndrome. Those thoughts of why me? Why would anybody want to listen to my podcast? Steve thinking, why would anybody want to listen to read my book? And really just having these miss these ill-conceived thoughts and premonitions, that little voice in your ear kind of whispering, saying all of these nasty things that, again, just stems from that fear of failure, that fear of rejection. Yeah, I think you're right, John, on that very much. It's powerful. It's a powerful syndrome, the imposter syndrome. And again, it's not something that we can ever truly overcome because it's just part of who we are as humans, but it's something that we can learn to embrace and to drive forward with. And it sounds like you've been able to do that on a lot of levels, Steve. 
Well, I, I try, but you know, I, I have discovered that you fight it anytime you step into a new arena or a little bit out of your comfort zone. You know, it's so easy for me to stand in front of a thousand people and publicly speak. Wow. But the, but the discipline of writing um, embraced a whole new fear of failure, uh, different discipline, you know, all those things you were talking about. So true. But pushing that envelope as entrepreneurs is what we need to be doing every single day, testing those boundaries, going into those uncomfortable spaces. That is how we drive forward in this space. And Steve, we're going to take a minute and thank our sponsors. Are you one of those daredevils who's always standing right at the edge, ready to jump? There are certain things in life that will reward you for that, like being an entrepreneur. You have to be willing to take risks to start and grow a company. That's for sure. But something you definitely shouldn't take risks with is legal protection. If you're ready to start your business, then the time to secure legal protection is now, and LegalZoom can help. LegalZoom offers affordable legal protection you can trust. Ready to start and maintain your business with incorporation and LLC filings, trademarks and copyrights? They've got you covered. An important note, LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. For even more savings, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. If you're a parent or entrepreneur, don't wait any longer. Call or visit LegalZoom.com and protect what's yours. Thanks to Audiobooks.com, I've listened to more than four audiobooks in the last month alone. It's not that I don't love reading, but being able to listen allows me to still get other stuff done, like working out or driving at the same time. There are a ton of things I love about audiobooks.com, but one thing that really gets me fired up is their great selection of business titles. Remember hearing Tim Ferriss' interview on EO Fire? What about Gary Vaynerchuk? Well, Audiobooks has titles like The 4-Hour Workweek and Crush It, waiting in their online library just for you, along with over 40,000 others. I also love their membership benefits. When you become a member, you'll get one audiobook per month plus 33% off each additional title you listen to. Sound like a great deal? You can get started today by going to audiobooks.com slash fire. Once you sign up, you'll get your first book free. That's audiobooks.com slash fire. This is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is. And that's the lightning round, because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Okay, let's give it a go. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, I'll tell you, early on in my career, it was two things. Uh, And and the first one was, I just didn't listen to anybody, because I thought I knew better. (laughs) And the second one is, um, I didn't have the discipline to persevere. I, if, if it didn't come easy or if I had to buck too many, I just quit and, and went on to something else. And it's an, that's an entrepreneurial thing. If, if you buck up against the wall because you're entrepreneurial, oh, I'll just go try something else. And so uh, those two things, um, not listening and the discipline to persevere were the two things I've, I've really had to learn through the years. Huge, that bright, shiny object syndrome that we can all get caught up in. You know what? This isn't working right now. Let me go chase that other cool thing. It makes us a master of nothing. And the opportunity for us as entrepreneurs to dominate the niche that we want to dominate is unbelievable. So the power of focus, the power of following that one course until success is just waiting for you, Fire Nation. 
take a hold of those reins and ride it to the end. And Steve, what's the best advice you've ever received? Well, I've hinted at it before, but here it is. Uh, People are your greatest resource, so treat them well. That has served me so well through the years. Can you share one of your personal habits, Steve, that you believe contributes to your success? Yeah. Um, In turning so many organizations around, I discovered that I had to make a commitment to speak the truth as redemptively as I could in every situation. And if I couldn't, I was still going to speak the truth because I've become convinced that truth sets free individuals and organizations to become better. Love that. Do you have an internet resource, Steve, like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, I I have kind of a funny one. I I work (laughs) on an iPad a lot. And so I came across an app called Haiku Deck. It's spelled H-A-I-K-U. And what it is, it's a little app that allows you to create a slide story that you can post to Facebook or Twitter or whatever your social media is. And it's really easy for non uh, PowerPointy type people like me. And, and they have all sorts of stuff and it makes it really easy to put out an invite or to just share a little thought on leadership in kind of a cool picturesque way. It's beautiful and such a great resource, Steve, because everybody's seen the PowerPoint and the keynote themes a thousand times. Haiku Deck is something completely different. Fire Nation, you need to check it out. And you can find the links to that resource and everything that Steve and I are chatting about here today at eofire.com slash Steve Richardson. Steve, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, and your book will be linked up in the show notes page, what would that be? Well, you know, there's a book written back in the 90s by a guy by the name of Don Phillips, and he wrote a book called Lincoln on Leadership. And it still has a very special place on my bookshelf. Um, I just loved his approach to leadership principles taken from the life of Abraham Lincoln, who was probably one of our greater crises leader. And I just love the book. Well, Steve, Fire Nation loves audio. So Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of a great book just like this for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Steve, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Yeah, you know, John, that's a really tough one, but here's, <laughs> here's, here's exactly what I would do. In whatever this new world was, I would go find their most popular coffee hangout, and I would go there every day, and I would use my 500 bucks to buy people cups of coffee so I could get to know people and begin networking. And then I would offer to do uh, free consulting or advice in my, in my areas of expertise to them as they needed it, because you can't grow any business if you don't know anybody. And uh, so I just drink coffee and hang out. Steve, it's all about the connections. It's all about the networking. It's all about the relationships that you can build. And Fire Nation, I've built Entrepreneur on Fire off of the 470 plus entrepreneurs that I've interviewed over the last year plus. That is the power of connecting. And what Steve brings up is just an amazing way for anybody to go out right now and start doing the same. And Steve, 
I have just really enjoyed hearing your journey. And man, it was so inspiring on so many levels. Share with us one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, the best way that you can find me is, is certainly at my email address, uh, which is at havenwall at gmail.com. And then on Facebook, and you can just do facebook.com, become a better leader, and it should get you to me. And leave us with one parting piece of guidance. Is never view an obstacle as an obstacle and never come to the table without a solution. Boom. And Steve, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've chatted about today at eofire.com. They can click on the podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives or just enter Steve in the search bar Fire Nation and his show notes page will pop right up. Steve, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much, John. It's been a great pleasure and I love Fire Nation. The Fire Path is a new email series we just launched and we're really fired up about it. When you sign up for The Fire Path, you'll receive a weekly email that covers an important step in the process of starting and growing your own business. We drill down and share with you exactly what we've learned over the past year and a half from starting our business. Visit thefirepath.com to sign up today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 